experienced hires are probably our most interesting group, our most challenging group, but also the group that I think teaches us the most. Now, before I go in and talk about experienced hires, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, what is an experienced hire and how do you know you're an experienced hire? An experienced hire is anyone with work experience will be classified as an experienced hire. So let me give an example of this. If you are... If you have an undergraduate degree, you haven't done your MBA yet, let's assume you're 24 years old, you're working and you're applying to McKinsey, right? You, for all intents and purposes, will go in as a business analyst, right? But there are some offices around the world who, because they may be smaller offices, because of the way they're structured, may consider you an experienced hire. Because you are known as what is known as an out-of-cycle hire. So experienced hire is a is a is a generic term referring to whether you are in cycle or out of cycle. That's the best way to define an experienced hire. It's not whether you have experience or whether you're an older candidate. Now, why do we use that definition? When you're in cycle, what does that mean? In cycle means that you are at a, at a, at a university or business school or whatever, and you are following the cycles of recruitment set by the consulting firm at that university. Therefore, you are in cycle. In cycle candidates can be any age. They could be PhDs at the age of 35. They could be you know, young uh, undergraduate at the age of 22, 21, and so on, right? Out of cycle IS is anyone who's not at a business school or not at any university. And because you're not at university, you're not following the cycle set by the consulting firm at that university and therefore you are out of cycle. Now, if you are out of cycle, you're an experienced hire. That's the bottom line. Sometimes you could be out of cycle. For example, you could be the example I gave you, two, a year experience, you graduated a year ago and you want to apply to McKinsey San Francisco for a business analyst position. McKinsey San Francisco may tell you, hey, uh, apply with other business analysts in September. Or they may say you can apply at any time. Now, if they tell you to apply with other business analysts in September, you're in cycle automatically. You're not an experienced hire. If they tell you you can apply at any time, it doesn't matter, you're out of cycle and you're an experienced hire. Now, experienced hire candidates face certain problems that are unusual. It is much easier to get an interview when you are in cycle because consulting firms interview far more people. The funnel is broader. They'll interview many people and take a few people. When you're out of cycle, much harder to get an interview. So I get many candidates who tell me, Michael, two years ago, I had no problem getting an interview. So I expect there'll be no problem now, even though I left the business school two years ago. And I say, but that's not true at all. If anything, all other things being equal, it's going to be much harder for you to get an interview. So I want you to think very carefully about that. Now, why am I telling you about getting the interviews? Because the biggest problem with experienced hires is the networking to get an interview. Now, forget about everything you read about networking elsewhere because it's all wrong. We use extraordinarily counterintuitive approaches for networking and we've been very successful. We've had people network with Dominic Barton, Hans-Paul Berkner, Paul Lasseter, obviously Kevin Coyne and so on. We've had people network with the, you know, Paul Zook, Aurit Gadesh. Our philosophy is we get you to network with the most senior partners. Now, it's a process. It's like dating for the first time. Remember when you were 16 years old and you wanted to go dating? Some of us, dating came to them, you know, naturally, so let's ignore that group. But imagine the first group that was terrified, right? You want to go dating, you don't know what you're going to tell this girl or guy. You go there, you spill your, you know, drink and so on. So it's a process. Networking is the same way. It's a social dance in inverted commas. And to learn how to do that dance takes time, right? 
we teach very counterintuitive concepts. I'm not going to go into all of them here because we don't like sharing them, but things like not asking for information, not asking for things, only going for partners. We don't network with junior people. There's nothing wrong with junior people. I love junior people, but for the purpose of getting you an interview, they're probably not the best people to network with, right? The process of networking, to get your networking groove on, for lack of a better word, is that it's going to take you about three months. Three months of messing up and saying the wrong things on your date slash network, networking, coffee chat or whatever it is until you learn how to network well. And only after about three months do you start seeing results with networking. So experienced hires tend to work with us for a longer time. Some of them have worked with us for two and a half years. I'm not kidding. Some of our experienced hires have worked with us for two and a half years. They've actually taken jobs in the meantime because their networking wasn't going well. Sometimes I would push them to take a certain job because I think it would beef up their resume. And then we then push them back into the networking effort. So that's why experienced hires are difficult because there's no one categorization. You can get a young experienced hire who's 27, an old experienced hire who's you know 45. And so our oldest client that we successfully placed as an experienced hire was 45 years old. But that person we placed as a as a partner, right? Um, the youngest, the oldest person who was not a partner was 38 years old, and you can read about him, uh, Sasha, who we placed into the Paris office for McKinsey. Uh, the interesting thing about experienced hires, especially the older candidates, is that we have to teach them how to overcome certain challenges. First one is that have you learned enough? of the core fundamentals of your field that you can then bring to a consulting firm. But at the same time, are you open to learning how to analyze a problem like a consulting firm and not just rely on your past knowledge? That's the biggest problem with experience hires. They think they have the answers. Rather than saying, I have the knowledge, but I need to learn how to apply this using the right thinking approach. So that's the first problem you'll have to overcome as an experienced hire. The second problem you have to overcome as an experienced hire is not being ashamed and ridiculed and feeling like a total failure when you're 38 years old and trying to you know, hold the fort and keep up with the 25-year-old, 28-year-old MBA graduates. It's, it's, it's something that older candidates struggle to do, to maintain that level in a, in a mature way. Some of them got caught up in these races with younger candidates, and you can't win a race with a young person. You're going to lose, obviously, right? So it's about having the maturity to set yourself above that. Third element that all experienced hires must show is the fact that you've got a shorter runway to make partner and you'll have to give the partner confidence that you can get yourself up in the air in that short runway. Otherwise, you're going to crash and burn, right? And then obviously the final element is that you have to show a level of maturity that others will not have. And it's all about body language. So with experienced hires, we spend a lot of time about positioning of their profile, how they sit, how they talk, how they use their hands, the exact wording they need to use to convey a certain image about themselves. Final round interviews with, with partners are not about cases. It's about the feeling you leave in that partner. So we have a wide range of experienced hires that we've worked with. I think the most important thing you have, to, you have to ask yourself if you're an experienced hire is why are you making the transition and you're willing to make it. Now, we've had experienced hires. I mean, I remember interviewing someone who was once chief strategy officer at a very prestigious bank. And I asked this lady, why do you want to leave your current role and go to McKinsey? Why do you want to do that? I mean, she was trying to give me a reason. And I, she said, well, you know, I'm never going to join the board and blah, blah, blah. And I said, but that's not true. 
you're gonna you first are gonna leave your role which is of quite a senior role your chief strategy officer do you know how many people would want that role okay you're 41 your chief strategy officer in most companies the chief strategy officer is a McKinsey partner who's coming and taking that role so you have a role that a McKinsey partner wants right second you're gonna take a fairly large pay cut at least I would say your pay is gonna drop to one-third of what it is now second because you are learning things a McKinsey person would normally know, you can't come in at a partner level. You'll have to come in at a level below partner, maybe an, a senior engagement manager to um, maybe an associate principal. They don't really bring in a lot of external people as associate principals. Why would you do that to yourself? Why would you take a pay cut, leave a, a great role that most partners would want at McKinsey, just to get McKinsey on your, on your resume? Do you understand how wrong that is? So as an experienced hire, be very clear about the value you're getting from taking two years to three years or four years or even seven years out of your um, uh, industry track to go to consulting and then return to consulting. Now, there are people who are general managers and so on who leave industry going to consulting, but I would say that if you're an experienced hire and you want to go into consulting, you should do it if you're going to be there a very long time so you can at least make partner because then there's, there's, that's the only way it's going to bring you any value. Otherwise, it's like you took two years out of your career to go on a very, very bad vacation where you didn't get any sun, you didn't eat well, and you didn't get any rest. And then you come back into the same role for the same salary and maybe you've learned more analytical skills, maybe not. So as an experienced hire, you've got to think very carefully. So if it's a long-term decision, I, I think definitely do it. And you know, quite a few, I know McKinsey, BCG partners and so on, have done that. You know, they were fairly young executives in industry and they came in and they built themselves up. But think very carefully about that, right? The other one is, as an experienced hire, your cases and so on are going to be very, very heavily focused around the sector you're joining because you usually bring very specific skills with you and the, you know, um, the office you are joining because, again, that will be driven by the region and the work done in that region. So experienced highest fit no one template, but there are certain common things there. Firstly, you're older candidate. It takes you longer to get interviews. There's no one unique profile. It's not as if you can just drop in your application for experienced hire, Sydney, Australia. Typically, you've got to meet some partners and build an understanding of what skills you have for them to see if they need it. That takes time, but it can be done. As I said, experienced hires are challenging to work with because there's no common definition of what is an experienced hire profile, but they are by far the most interesting group that we have. And obviously, also, you know, the group that teaches us quite a bit as well. So in making this decision, make sure that you are willing to step away from your career track in corporate to move back or move into consulting for the first time.